Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Resistance compromises it, we are doomed. Welcome to Rewatchability. We are a podcast on the Entertainment One Podcast Network. I am Robert Larode. With me, as always, is... Blaine Waters, with no emotion. Today we have a very bland podcast for you. I could take it or leave it. It doesn't give me any sense of joy nor pain. Oh shit, I'm laughing! <laughs> oh no, you're gonna die now. I'm I have laughing. to cut... I have to cut my own face off. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, jeez. I'm Robert Larone. Did we say that part already? Oh, yeah. We okay. did, and I'm Blaine Waters, but let's say it again with emotion this time. With some for feeling. Rewatchability. One more time with feeling. Like John Bon Jovi <laughs> would say, of course, he was incinerated. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, people should have known what movie we're doing from clicking on it, but if you don't know what this movie is about at all, you're just like, what are these guys going on about? What is this? No, well, we have we have a very important movie to talk about, but before we get into that, first of all, we want to thank our Patreons. Those are the people who give us that joy, je veux vivre. Is that how you say it? Yeah, the je veux vivre. <laughs> je veux vivre. <laughs> Rural gerber. They give us the spark of life in the form of small donations of one, three, five dollars a month, and in return, they get the podcast early and ad free. And sometimes mm-hmm. there's some bonus content. So if you'd like to support us, the way to do that is to go to Patreon.com/slash/rewatchability and sign up there. You can also do and f- most most of the bonus content is just us trying to pronounce things. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty right. fun. That's right. Jean Bavovi. Damn it. <laughs> Today we have. I mean, this is, uh, it's not a big movie. It's not. It's not. It's not a special movie. It's a movie that some would consider like a cult film, you know, a little underrated. And, mm. you know, we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss the, the balance of it all. We'll discuss the, 
<laughs> Equilibrium. Oh, my God. That's right. We knew it was coming. I worked the title into a sentence. It is the... You know what? I'm going to leave. I'm going <laughs> to bail. That's good, too. <laughs> all, right, all right. I digs that. <laughs> huh? Mortimer. Damn it. But it is the 2002 movie directed by Kurt Wimmer, starring Christian Bale and Tay Diggs. And Blaine, when was the first time that you saw Equilibrium? When was the first time that you felt Equilibrium? <laughs> first, first of all, why, why is, it, is it called Equilibrium? Because they are, are balanced in their emotions? They have no emotions. They can't be balanced if they have no emotions. They can't be, or is it equilibrium because everyone's equal, although everyone's different heights and weights? <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, and there is this like elite warrior class. That's the most <laughs> equal of all. <laughs> I know all of this. All of this is uh, is weird. I this so what happened? What happened is explain yourself. Uh, is that in the early two thousands, late nineties, kids? If you were kids, if you were an adult too, you could do it. You would take your computer and it'd have a CD drive in it. You put a CD in mm-hmm. it and you'd you'd rip a movie onto the CD, an AVI file, and then you would take that with you and it would be like you have a movie on CD. Have you checked the be- statute of limitations? Because you could be incriminating yourself. <laughs> would I download a car? <laughs> I think that was just Ontario that had that ad. Anyway. We- um, <laughs> I, um, I heard so, about Blaine downloading movies. Should I have turned him in? <laughs> Undoubtedly. <laughs> <laughs> he should be burning right now. Yeah, I burned this CD, which actually, instead of destroying it, created it. And then I had like a book of CDs that were that were movies that I'd watch in my dorm room or my girlfriend's dorm room at the time. Because um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I could not afford a dorm room. But <laughs> you watch Equilibrium, babe? <laughs> It's my TV, Blaine. Can't we watch what I want to watch for once? Oh man, no! I was, I was, I had like, had uh, the other, the other ones that were because it was like the ones that you couldn't get in the video store. Right. I had burned onto CD, so it was like Human Nature for that one. Yeah. So uh, things like that, and and then also not another teen movie because I just liked it so much. But Blair, this one I had, Blair. and and I. Didn't really find it in the video store. You know, it wasn't at Queen Video when I went to look. So it was one of those things that I was like, hey, if you like The Matrix, (laughs) check out this movie that's really trying very, very hard to be The Matrix. And, you know, back then I thought gun katas were kind of cool. And (laughs) I thought that kid from from Empire of the Sun, which was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, grew up. And Newsies, he grew up and he and he became a cleric. It's pretty cool. So, Wait, that was the first time that you'd seen Christian Bale as an adult. Maybe. Wow. I don't know if he was on my radar. Like he was. I, I just feel like he was the kid that I saw in, in Newsies. Okay. And uh, I I don't know what major film he did before this. Maybe The Machinist. Yeah, I'm not Maybe? sure. The the timeline. I think he may have done The Machinist after and then did uh, the um, the Batman movie the first anyway uh, so I liked this movie a lot and I would I would tell people about it I'd be like you know it's not the best movie but there are a lot of redeeming qualities to it which man are we gonna discuss 
All the redeeming qualities? There's just so many redeemingnesses of this movie. When did you first see this movie, Rob? You know, I think I just saw it fleetingly at first on the movie network because it was like, what is this? And <laughs> that's how that's how Love at First Sight starts. A fleeting glance across the room. Well, I mean, honestly, it was like so many movies I sort of would experience this way. Like I would see like a part of it. And also mm. like my at certain ages, my parents didn't want me to watch certain types of movies. And my mom in particular, was never a fan of, like, violent movies. So we would Only watch... Only when you're 14. That's right. But when you're 15, no more violence. But we would watch those things at my dad's, but when we were at my mom's, we would oh, have okay. to sort of watch Touched by an Angel and The Wall Titles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw part of it, and then I kept sort of seeking it out. And, you know, eventually I saw the whole thing, and I was like, this is cool. And... Right? Yes. You know, because maybe I am a bit of a contrarian, I was pretty nonplussed by The Matrix. Oh, my God. You know, God. I was like, okay, yeah. this is a little bit too techno-ravey, and uh, everybody's <laughs> dancing around with their glow sticks, and that's all cool, and I'm glad you guys had your fun, but it's not for me. So I thought, maybe this is for me. It's a little right. bit darker, a little bit more serious. It has that, like, I mean... The Matrix is also a dystopia, but this is like more of a classic dystopia, like a literary dystopia. It's like 1984, Brave New World, or those things blended book together. That they mention in this movie, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's funny that you traded in the techno for like the the rock guitar solo. Yeah, well, there's still some there's still some techno-y. Uh, yeah, it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> it's Matrix Light for sure. But yeah, I I don't know that I recommended it to everybody, but I I did think that it was a really cool movie, and I hadn't seen it in a long time. But it occurred to me sometime that it was probably just a bit dumb. Mm. Like it's this world where people aren't allowed <laughs> to have feelings. <laughs> and uh you yeah. know it, it's it looks they an have awful to cross lot the tracks like to just dance you know it's awful <laughs> no wrong movie Robert. it looks an awful lot like nazi germany you know which is uh in a very obvious way i was like that's a bit obvious now that i'm thinking about it right but yeah so i yeah i thought it would be a good one to watch and uh that's that's it you know it, i just hadn't thought about it, it in a it while it is dumb it is dumb, Rob. It is dumb. You weren't wrong. I can't wait to talk about how dumb this movie is in a lot of respects. There's some cool things in it, though. There's some cool scenes. Sure, we can debate that. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, do you want to run down the plot of this movie? I think, you know, it's so new and fresh that I think many people will, will be kind of blown away by it. Yes. Okay. It's... The future. Oh, shit. 2070 something. Bell Dude. bottoms are in. <laughs> Big hair. It's Disco. cyclical. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine every century followed the exact same pattern? Yeah. It's like we're in the well, roaring 20s. Yeah, we're. We 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 did for 1919 anyway. Uh, we were we were two years late, but but this it starts with a sort of scary voiceover explaining about how there was a World War Three, and there's all these like all this stock footage of 
World War Two and you know, the explosions. But my favorite part of this intro is is that the, the writer like really wrote this this voiceover guy into a corner where it was like allow myself to introduce myself at one point where he's like we survived world war three and the survivors knew that they couldn't survive oh jesus christ how many times are i going to use this word i who who would write like this you couldn't you, you couldn't direct an actor in shakespeare like this <laughs> Just all these Orson Welles. Shakespearean actors. We, yeah. We'll cycle back to Orson Welles, maybe, maybe. Okay. So, okay, okay. Okay, so they're explaining that in order to stop all the wars, they had to uh, create this system of clerics and also not have any more feelings. And, you know, while they're, while they're talking about this, they're showing, like, a picture of, of Stalin and a picture of Saddam Hussein. And it's like, isn't it obvious what you should really be doing? Ban men from having mustaches. That's the problem, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine and that he... dystopia, will ya? <laughs> <laughs> well, our prime minister just shaved his mustache, so yeah. I think we're going to be all right. Slippery slope. <laughs> but so that's the future. Now, cut to there is this building where these rebels are hiding out, and the cops. They sort of they're storming the place. They come out all all you know. They burst out of their cop cars, and these aren't just regular cops with like the ties and like the the hats. These are like they're equipped in like black helmets and body armor. It looks like they're doing something like really severe or dealing with something like crazy, like evicting some homeless people from a park or something <laughs> really <laughs> fucked up like that. This is going to be the local episode <laughs> right here. <laughs> You wouldn't download a shelter from a park. Um, no, the, 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 in in Toronto, our police services use our taxpayer money to evict people from tents. But in a you park. know what? I bet in America so or wherever stupid. people are listening to, they can relate because where else is the militarization of the police force more apparent than in the United States? And uh, yeah. you know, but yeah, anyway, exactly. so. But you know these these guys they're not going they're not going to go evict some people from a park or anything like that. They're no, they have a much more you know noble mission. They are going to bust up some people who have things like art objects. Like there's a guy with like a record player, and they just go in all guns a blazing. It's like just a million rounds being shot per second and just concrete exploding and holes everywhere and they just like murder a whole bunch of people and if that's not enough then you know comes time for like the real dude in charge Christian Bale and Sean Bean oh yeah <laughs> well you know it's... he's not long for this world <laughs> enjoy him while he lasts it's Sean Bean not Sean Bean <laughs> <laughs> Sean been there, done that. But he goes in and he does this like crazy thing where they explode the hinges off the door and then he surfs into this dark room. That's cool. That's pretty cool. It's... And then they kill the lights and everyone shoots at him, but they don't hit him because <laughs> because I don't I don't know. They, what? they what? know he's in the middle of, of all of them. What? Why not just sh- he's doing the gun katas. <laughs> okay, so gun katas. <laughs> let's let's 
Let's, uh, I mean... Sidebar. Gunkatas. Which is exactly what this movie does all the time. It, like... Anytime something comes up, like, sidebar, let's go to this guy explaining the world to the people that are living in this world all the time from a blimp. And he tells them about gun katas, that bullets fly in a formation like geese, and that you can just avoid them like geese, and then you can shoot everyone, and they won't know where your bullets are, because your bullets fly different. Because they're like ducks or something. Well, that doesn't even make sense. How do geese get shot then? (laughs) With plastic Nintendo guns. That's ducks. That's ducks. Oh, shit. This is why you would never survive in a dystopia. No, it's true. It feels very incongruous because, like, it's like two movies. It's like there's this one movie about feelings where... Christian Bale has to not feel things while he's learning to feel things. And then there's this other movie where he has to, like, kick a whole bunch of ass. <laughs> it can be both. No, probably can't. Not in work at the same time, which this doesn't. No. But, yeah, the gun katas are kind of explained as just things like if you know math, you can figure out where bullets are going to go and you can avoid them. So they, I guess they learn math. Which, if someone told me that when I was in grade school, I would have been all over math. Yeah. I would have, that would have been really cool for me. <laughs> but yeah, so he kills all of them, even though he can't see them in the room. He just shoots all of them dead. They're just all dead. Yeah. They're all dead. And it's okay. It's an okay scene. Like, I kind of like the surfing on the door. That's kind of fun. Like, it's like, guys, 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 guys. Like, let me surf in on the door this one. And they're like, oh, okay, this cleric always likes surfing <laughs> on the door. clerics, am I right? <laughs> and then I kind of like the gun katas. The only time where it ever makes sense, the gun katas, is the end. When they're, like, close combat, right. trying to shoot each other, and, like, just narrowly missing each other while trying to shoot. That's John Wick territory. This did it first in that one scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read... I, I might be spoiling something for, for the behind the scenes from you, Rob, but I read that the guy, Kurt Wimmer, mm. came up with the gun katas in his backyard. Mm-hmm. And I was like... That I, piece of trivia is highly flouted, as if it's like an impressive achievement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I came up with martial arts in my backyard, too. <laughs> yeah, right? We all did. Like, None of us got on the IMDb trivia for it. <laughs> I came up with... Brick kata, because that's what I had laying around. <laughs> I wasn't American. so That's kind of intense. Uh, brick kata? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But uh, Jesus, yeah, you don't want to mess. But, okay, mess but so bricks. they, the big thing that they find in this is they open up a hatch and they find the Mona fucking Lisa. <laughs> okay, so first of all, first of all. They're searching for all these treasures to burn them because people being exposed to these things gets them all on equilibrium. Oh, yeah. Well, if you They're saw all... the Mona Lisa, you would be like, her smile is perplexing, and I am moved. <laughs> just weep. You just weep. No, if you saw the Mona Lisa, it would be on a phone of someone in front of you trying to take a picture of the Mona <laughs> yeah, Lisa. That's right. God damn it. There was like 300 people in that room, and they all had phones up. Louvre, anyway. more like the Louvre suck. Sorry, that's not a... <laughs> To put that into your own Louvre. So yeah, so the 
the they have it hidden away. They have all this art hidden. Okay, no one can interact with it. No one in the wider world is seeing it. They're not ripping it to CDs and passing it off on a college campus. Oh, Blaine! It, they're just just trying to make a few bucks to buy some weed. <laughs> they're just they're they're just hiding it. I don't what. So you won. Just leave it alone. You won. You no one's seeing it. I don't know. It just seems a little stupid. If they see the Mona Lisa, <laughs> then society will collapse. It's like it's like in Soviet Russia. Like first they listen to jazz music and then they overthrow the country or however it went. It was something like yeah. that. But uh, I mean, <laughs> there no is some organize precedence. themselves to jazz. There is some precedence for totalitarian regimes repressing culture True. and. You know, for culture being destroyed or right. eliminated for or reasons. Tr- Trump trying to silence SNL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah there, are, there are plenty of examples. But that doesn't mean that the way that this movie does it, it seems seems intelligent. But they, they just burn the Mona fucking Lisa. They light it up. They make it into cinders. They, uh, mm-hmm. And that's really going to mess up... Anybody who sees the movie Mona Lisa Smile, they won't get the reference. No, I burned Mona Lisa Smile CD as well. Um, that was in your binder. That was in the binder. Binder full of movies. Uh, binder full of women's movies. <laughs> binder full of Damn it. That was it. We got there. We but, got, uh, anyway, okay, so but, Sean Bean sees this, and he's moved. He is moved. Yeah. Sean Bean has been feeling some feelings. He's just a little bit too sensitive for this world, and Christian Bale sort of notices. He sees Sean Bean taking a book of Yeats poems, and he's mm. like, yo, uh, what's up with that? He's like, oh, I just, uh, I was going to bring that to be incinerated, and, uh, you know, you can't just trust these guys. And Christian Bale's like, okay. There's a lot of that in this movie where people give, like, bad excuses, and then people give, like, robotic sort of, like, okay, yeah, I know. I, I love how easily everyone is fooled. Like uh, Christian Bale does that with the dog later. He's like, "Oh, the dog can't burn the don't shoot the because the dog. Oh, guys, with this, uh, I'll think of something. Just give me a second. <laughs> They're all like, "No, this is how he I actually talk. speaks. It's a talking dog. <laughs> this is how he he decides everything. This is how he speaks in his normal life. We believe him. Yeah, um, but so Christian Bale is suspicious of Sean Penn, and he like." Does a whole the conversation Sean <laughs> about Sean Bean? We're I would be suspicious of Sean, Sean Bean. <laughs> yeah. He does a whole like the conversation with Sean Bean and watches the tape over and over again to see if he's like feeling stuff, and it seems mm. like he's feeling stuff. So he follows him out into the nether regions, which is like your crotch, <laughs> right? Or Holland, yeah. And he goes to like this. I think it's like a church or something, and he sees him fucking playing. He's fucking doing something so disgusting. Oh my I god! I cannot even, even say it. Hear? He is. Do I want to hear. He is reading poetry. Oh, what a nerd! Yeah. Loser. Why doesn't he watch a movie? More like Jesus. Sean suck. Why doesn't he watch old movies? Yeah. Jesus. Come on now. But this isn't. This isn't going to work. And so He's Christian Bale widening gyre. He's is bad for him. <laughs> Christian Bale is going to turn him in. But, uh, you know, he knows that it's just going to be – he's going to be executed. So he 
he there's this moment where they're going to do like a shootout, but Sean Bean is going to do the shootout while reading the poem because he doesn't want to take his eyes away from from the beauty of the poems. <laughs> it's so stupid. First of all, this happens in a lot of movies where someone's like, "No, nah, you should just kill me now." It's like, "What? But maybe, you know, maybe also kill me movies, later." Also movies people get rescued. <laughs> you know, like just hold out. There's a whole resistance, yeah, that you're a part of. You I know? always think of that. I'm like, if I was like kidnapped and like you know they were gonna execute me or something like that, I would like resist to the very end, you know. But I think in reality, I'd probably wet my pants a lot, which would make it difficult to resist. <laughs> that is a form of resistance. Um, <laughs> it's true. Gandhi, I heard, wet himself a whole lot. <laughs> well, when he was older. But yeah, that was his resistance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lack of resistance, maybe. But like, yeah, that's the thing. In game theory, you just want to continue the game, right? And you just want to like live for as long as possible. So that's why people are killed in like alleys and in forests because and, and they're abducted from the streets when the gun is pulled on them because they're like, I'm going to go along with this as long as I can live until I don't anymore. You know, mm. I rarely do people go, you should shoot me through this poem. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, yeah. beautiful sentiment wasted. You know what uh, though? It is a great reading by Sean Bean. He has a very great voice for, for poetry. It's true. It's very stirring. But I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly, because you tread on my dreams. I assume you dream, Preston. I'll do what I can to see they go easy on you. We both know. They never go easy. Then I'm sorry. No, you're not. You don't even know the meaning. It's just a vestigial word for a feeling you've never felt. This sort of messes up Christian Bale. And, you know, he has, like, this, like, terrible dream. And he is, like, looking at his, you know, his. They're all. they all have to take this drug in order to stay emotionless it's called uh prozac it's called pro prozac prosium prosium <laughs> that's the one right it was a uh, yeah it was like a mix between prozac and valium deuterium yeah valium. Oh, okay that was it yeah. yeah and like at every there's like an alarm clock and then everybody just like stops what they're doing and like shoots this thing into their necks so <laughs> you thought getting your vaccine was bad <laughs> just take a pill isn't there like time release pills in the future like <laughs> this is crazy i don't know apparently not <laughs> yeah but so he he drops one of his va- va- pro prolium proviums and it shatters on the floor and this is bad because he has to take it and he has these two kids, one of whom seems like a real, like, Hitler youth, Nazi, you know. He's a Nazi. Right. He's like, yeah, you he's, know, yeah, baby he's, Hitler. Yeah. He's like baby Hitler. And Swing kids over here, yeah. He, he's the one who's like, I saw a little boy crying after class. Should I have reported him, Daddy? And then Christian Bale's like, undoubtedly. 
<laughs> Undoubtedly. Um, I'm Batman. <laughs> okay, Dad, I know you're Batman. But should I report it? Aren't you impressed? <laughs> Did you notice that kid at the beginning that was like pointing people out of the line? Yeah, that's right. Was he just like looking to see who was feeling something and then pointing at them? What was yeah, going on? It there? sort of seemed like that. It's but like in the rest of the movie, the kids are all in school. Like they're not they're not up on soapboxes commanding commandos to command people. Yeah. I mean I think this is just to show how, you know, twisted and evil this society is. I mean this movie they they take everything basically from Nazi Germany. It's one hundred percent Nazi Germany. The symbol of this country or whatever it is is four hammers but if you just slide the ends of those hammers and then rotate the symbol a little bit it's a swastika yeah yeah it's not it's it's very obvious which mm-hmm. fine but it's uh you know <laughs> i mean i think that just explains why like everything it's just like oh well in germany there was the hitler youth so in this there's the the Librium youth. youth. Yeah, something like that. You know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But they're all very severe little boys with, like, their hair slicked back and wearing, like, black. Slicked all know. the way back. What are you doing? I said, what are you doing? I accidentally dropped my morning interval. Took it out before I brush my teeth. Never take it out before I brush my teeth. Then you'll go by equilibrium, log the loss, and get a replacement. Yes. Of course. Yeah, and and so they like he starts losing it, right? He starts like getting a little emotional and they find Emily Mortimer. No. No? No. You you got the wrong Emily. Emily Blunt? No. No. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, Emily Hirsch. Oh. Sorry, that's email. It's Watson. Damn it. Emily Watson. Blaine. I should have used deduction. She That's the best Emily. I yeah, think she's pretty good she's Emily. She's a great Emily. I mean, yeah. it's not really fair to compare, but I mean, She's, she's, a good, she's a good Emily. Those eyes. Yeah. And she's yeah, in so many really great u- movies. They really use her eyes because they zoom in on everyone's eyes in this movie over and over again. Mm-hmm. The theme is being watched all the time. I don't know if you got that from this, but. Oh, yeah. It's one of the themes. <laughs> the eyes. I, you know, I think it's a stretch to say this movie has themes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they did for my grade six book report. Um <laughs> Yeah, so this yeah, so they find her and she has like this whole kind of hidden trove of treasures. Mhm. Yeah, she's a hardcore sense offender. So yeah. they are going to arrest her and she's going to be incinerated, just like Christian Bale's wife we find out was. So it's all over for her. Oh yeah. Like how bad is that that like he likes Emily more than his wife even though uh anyway, the, the, this whole like love affair. Why does he have a wife in the first? Why does anyone have wives and husbands in this? If you can't feel love, to propagate what, the state. I guess to propagate. Okay, I guess. 
But like, wouldn't it be easier to just propagate using multiple people across multiple? Because sometimes people can't have kids easy. Yeah, my question is like how they reproduce when everybody's on all of these hardcore antidepressants, right? (laughs) (laughs) I would reproduce, but uh, (laughs) I just took my five o'clock shot and I can't get it up. So, (laughs) Damn it. I mean, I don't feel anything, but I'm frustrated. Or am I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Feeling so many things. Yeah, the whole world is very, very inconsistent. Uh, But anyway, so they... He takes her in. She's going to be burned alive. But yeah. they really do take their time, you know? They definitely I, they definitely do. Well, there's a lot going on as well because he's got his new partner, Tay Diggs, mm, who, yeah. like him, can sort of uh, read people. He's – they're empaths. Oh, my God. Blaine, Which- Blaine, I can tell that you're feeling down because I'm an empath. <laughs> oh, thanks, Diana Troy. <laughs> no, I. If they can feel what other people are feeling, doesn't that mean that the Librium isn't work? The Prosium, whatever they're taking, isn't working. It seems like it. I mean, at one point, he has like this conversation with the bad guy or the vice bad guy. We're meant to think played by Angus McFadden, and they have, like, this conversation where he's like, so how does this thing work? And he's like, I, I feel what other people feel. It's like, like a sense offender? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> but, but I'm not one. No, but no one else feels anything, so you can't feel anything. Like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. But also, like, meanwhile, this guy is, like, smirking and, you know. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you good. It's like, well, do you want to? Well, that seems like an emotion. Yeah. It seems like jealousy or anger. Yeah. Though, of course, like you can imagine in a society like this, it's got to be like one rule for the people and one rule for everybody else. But yeah, it does seem a bit hypocritical. But Mm. yeah. So, I mean, they're trying to like track down the resistance. And Christian Bale, he's starting to have like all of these thoughts and feelings. So, like, at one point, they go to check out this place where there's going to where the, where they suspect all these things are, and he goes in and he listens to a record of Beethoven, mm-hmm. and he cries. Yeah, and yeah, it's you know it's fucked up. And then you know he just has to <laughs> he just has to go outside and watch them all burn this this record and all this art. But then yeah. there's something that is even too much for Christian Bale's cold heart to stand, where they find a bunch of puppies. <laughs> oh, my God. And here is where John Wick really borrowed heavily from this movie. Well, a couple of places, yeah. But definitely here. Definitely here. And uh, in the killing all the people. But he's like, I mean, they're like, well, we've got to kill all these puppies because puppies make people feel things and then they go in and they're shooting all these puppies and it's like (laughs) and then one escapes my new ringtone (laughs) (laughs) and they're like stop that puppy and christian bale grabs this puppy and holds it up in front of his eyes and falls in love and then screams 
Beethoven. <laughs> because he just listened to Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good anyway. one. Yeah. yeah. But he, he tries to, like, finagle his way into not having this puppy murdered. He says he has to, you know, take it to go get it checked for diseases. But this becomes a big problem later because then he has to go and figure out what to do with the dog. So he brings it to the nether regions to sort of <laughs> let it go. But he put, he put peanut butter all over the nether, nether regions just so the dog <laughs> would, would leave him alone. Yeah, it won't he, go. The, it won't go. And he just can't leave it there because it has the... Hey guys, the oh, Jesus. Fur is a furry and it's so he murders it. so many people. So many people die, and I'm like, what? Just let... they have wives and families. I mean, they can't feel anything, but <laughs> I guess it's I mean, okay. Also, what? What? What's with him? Like killing them by just smashing their helmets, visors. What? They just like. At one point, he's going to shoot a whole bunch of them, and then he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to take the bottom of my gun. Right. And it has these little, like, things that come out on it. Mm-hmm. And then he, I'm like, going to smash the whips a bunch of guys to death. But, like, to death through through their helmet visor. Like, what's going on there that he hits, smashes their helmet visor, and they're not like, oh, all the better to see you with. Like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand, like... How he hits them in the helmet, and they're like, "I'm dead now. I'm gonna lie down. Blame you they got me." Dead. They just lost equilibrium. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody dies in this movie. They just they're lose all just, sense of balance. They're all just tripping. That little bone in their inner ear goes all wackadoo, and they're like, "Ah, oh, I, I have vertigo." <laughs> it's like all Lucille too. <laughs> yeah, it's That's it's great. pretty ridiculous. I mean, this movie is so ultra violent. It does it does the only other movie that I've seen that sort of it reminds me of it other than the Matrix is John Wick. Like it's so ultra violent. There's so many bodies. I think the number is like 187. I didn't write it down because I just it it yeah. felt it felt too heavy. Maybe the only other movie like this is Ultraviolet, which Kurt Wimmer also did. I didn't see that, did you? No, cuz it looked ultra violent. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see it because to... it looked ultra sucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he keeps on murdering people to try to save other people, mm-hmm. but then everyone dies anyway. It like I don't know. I got kind of fatigued watching all the people die in Waterworld, and I was like, "There's 50 of you left. What are you doing in this?" Like, yeah, you hit fatigue on these deaths really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the techno music can't keep you awake. Through no. all of these moments, no. But, yeah, eventually he goes and tracks down the resistance. And he sort of, like, tells the mm. vice chancellor that he's going to do this. Like, it's a big, like, I guess he wasn't doing it before. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and track down the resistance now. He's like, oh, yeah, totally, go do that. He asked for permission to do it, and he's like, I give you permission. Like, why wasn't this the goal? Yeah. What? So weird. Anyway. But he goes to do it anyway, and William Fitchner is the is the guy in the resistance. Not not the sniveling sidekick or the sniveling bad guy this time, but no. uh, actually the good guy. And you know he tries to convince Preston, that's Christian Bale's character's name, John Preston, to to kill the father, the leader of this big society. Not a big brother, but a father, mm. and then. They'll do everything else to make sure that society changes and everybody's just, you know, it'll all just happen, man. It's just like you got to kill this one dude and then 
dominoes. Yeah. Well, he says, like, as soon as you kill them, we have bombs set up at every major, like, point of, of pain for this regime. And as soon as you kill them, we can overthrow the whole regime by blowing up all these bombs and, and taking it all back. But it's Just like, do it. Just, just fucking press that button, man. What are you waiting for? What is the big... What, so you can kill this this one guy? Maybe he's round one of those bombs. Yeah, Maybe just kill do him it. with the bombs. Just do it, put a bomb where he is. Seems just like put he a got bomb this bomb it. thing figured out. <laughs> no. Oh, that's so stupid. Even if I could make it through, what guarantee is there it would accomplish anything? That anything would be different? We have a network that's larger than you could ever imagine. Instant word comes that father is dead, that the council is leaderless. Bombs that have already been planted will be set off at the Prozium clinics in the factories around Libria. If we can succeed in disrupting the supply for even one day, one day, our cause will be won by human nature itself. What about war? The everyday cruelties that are all gone now. Replaced by the Tetragrammaton. He, he, has, to, he has to be able to, ta- he has to accept the journey and yeah. uh, and he does it. And, you know, it's a big thing. Like, he turns in all the Resistance members, and then he demands to see the father. And he's wearing this, like, you know, pure white suit. And they sort of take him up there. And he finds out that the father, the figurehead of this society who's been blathering on all through the movie about this and that, is actually just the vice counselor or chancellor or whatever the hell he was who's been I also blabbing on throughout the whole movie, but who Christian Bale like met like a whole long time ago. They were just like indistinguishable to me. So the, when he was like, oh, it wasn't this guy. It was me. I was like, oh, I thought you were that guy. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know really <laughs> that, that was a whole other dude. It's a, it's a bit tricky. Yeah. 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 But so then they... Then he sort of yeah. Then he goes he he goes to the guy kills a whole bunch of people palace, and there he has to like fight Tay Diggs, who is his partner, and who also was sort of like gunning with him. And there was also there was a good reversal too, where like Tay Diggs tried to turn him in, and then Christian Bale was like, ah, but remember how I said I was gonna turn in the mole. It's here it is. It's Tay Diggs. And then the leader's like, okay. And then they're like, ah, but actually, we 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 were tricking you. I know it seems complicated and unnecessary, but That's, you know what this it seems it seems like Calvin Ball. It seems like those games that you used to play on the schoolyard where it's like, oh, he 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 got killed, and it's like, no, I'm back because I have robot arms. And you're like, <laughs> okay. Like, that's how the script feels Well, like that's it was fair. I mean, if he yeah. has robot arms. I mean, yeah. yeah, of course. And then they do, like, the... He kills Tay Diggs by slicing off his face. <laughs> In, like, one of the most anticlimactic battles since, like, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And not in a good way. Not in a good way. No. And, and then, then he does Gunkata. Yeah, he does Gunkata with the other guy. And it's like... Yeah, it's a it's a fight. I mean, the other guy doesn't really look like he's that in shape. So. <laughs> no, I know. I know. They keep on shooting it from different angles, but you can clearly see he's like throwing a wild arm up and panting at the same time. Like, if, oh, I feel bad for the he's guy. He's struggling. He's struggling. It's like, yeah, you're not meant for this role. And surprise, he loses. <laughs> he does get shot yeah. a lot. And Kata. Yeah. And then he we got see. Cotted. 
the explosions in the distance and the revolution is happening and Christian Bale looks out. Oh, and I forgot to mention his kid's not a Nazi. Oh, yeah. His kid was just faking it. Yeah. Though, I mean, anybody who can fake being a Nazi that well, Mm, and that's psychotic, right? Yeah, that's probably... probably I mean, that's... Anyway, Um, but... And Emily, what's her name, dies. Yeah, she just dies. Just they they put her in like a little red riding hood cloak, and then Christian Bale just watches her burn. Yeah. They're like, I read some Margaret Atwood getting this costume. <laughs> yeah, throw a handmaid in there, too. <laughs> oh, For the ladies. Silly. Okay. Okay. Well, we take a break. Yeah. We'll, and- we have more. We have the behind the scenes and the trivia. Right after this break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We are talking about Equilibrium and Blaine. I'm going to test your Equilibrium with some trivia questions. Oh, I thought it was like a wipeout thing. Also, you need to stand on one foot. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay. So... These are some pretty tough ones, and uh, if you don't get them right, you will be incinerated. So, And also, if you show any emotion, you will be incinerated. And if you oh, do anything, shit. you'll be incinerated. What is what is life but to be incinerated? Ashes to... Anyway. That's so Kurt, are asking themselves. Okay, go on. Kurt Wimmer has had a hand in some of the biggest remakes of the last several years. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if you could name... Three. Oh, three? Three of those. Maybe Children I'll of the you... Corn. Okay. Total Recall. Okay. Fuck. No. Oh, no. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Uh, nope. Nope. Not no, going to I can't get there because I'm on Librium or whatever it is. Well, it was all or nothing, so you lose. Damn it. The third one was Point Break. Oh, I knew it was dumb. Yeah. It was another movie they shouldn't have remade. God no. Damn it. No. I mean, I haven't seen his Children of the Corn remake. And I guess I haven't seen his Point Break remake either. But uh, I think the reputation says enough. Pointless break. For it. Yeah. yeah. Very clever. Thank you. Okay. okay. So you got a couple of those. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Maybe we'll show you Mercy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, okay. So Christian Bale yeah. famously portrayed Batman in Who? the Dark Knight film series. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that one. Now, which actor appears in a different Batman series as Alfred? Is it the guy that plays the father? No. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, I knew that uh, that the underground leader was in the bank robbery scene of Dark Knight. 
Was he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. Uh, I didn't but, notice that one. But uh, no, I don't. I don't know the other guy. No, it it was uh, Angus McFadden who plays the uh, who plays Dupont. Shit. Okay, Dupont. So he played Alfred. When when did he play Alfred? He played Alfred in the Gotham. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why no one would have known that. Okay. But you know, I can give you, I can give you a chance to. Uh... Oh wait, no wait. You know what? I think I fucked that up. Wait. Here, let me. I think I fucked that up. Now that I'm looking at it, maybe you're right and I'm wrong. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kurt Wimmer should have had this. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry, I fucked it up. I fucked it up. Blaine, I fucked it up. No, I'm getting incinerated. No. Okay, so let me clarify this. So sorry, Alfred. Yes was played by Sean Pertwee. Sean Pertwee was played by played Alfred in the Gotham series. Easy. Angus McFadden played uh, a different superhero related character in a different superhero related thing. But do you know who that is? Yeah, you don't. That's right. It's Jor-El <laughs> in in Lois and Clark. He plays Jor-El. Oh. Yeah. In like Lois and Clark from the 90s? From the new one. Oh, from the new one. Yeah. I heard that's all right. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not going to watch. No, me neither. Okay. okay. So, final, final trivia question. Oh, and, shit. And this one's for all the Beethoven records. <laughs> okay. Sweet. <laughs> I can leave those behind. Uh, <laughs> I don't whoa, need this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't like Beethoven? Uh, not in dog form. Oh. Are you talking about, like, the composer? Yeah. Oh, I'm in then. I'm in. Okay. You wouldn't appreciate them. Okay. So, 2002, this movie was released. Name two other movies featuring Emily Watson Blaine that came out in 2002. Shit. (laughs) No, shit, shit came out in 2003. Oh, no. Minority Report? Was that her? It, It wasn't 2002 if it was. Oh, 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 another one I had burned on CD. The one with uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> the one with Adam Sandler where he hangs the phone really hard. Grown-ups? <laughs> no, no, no. The 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 one by the guy who made Magnolia. Grown-ups too? No, no, the other one. Come on, What's it Blaine. Called? What's it called? Oh, it's driving me nuts. Should I okay, just well, tell you? Well, that one. I heard I heard on that one that you won't even tell the audience the name of. Horrible <laughs> host. Uh, <laughs> I just need the name. Oh, I can't think. Uh, but I heard on that one that the composer and Emily Watson were dating, and then they broke up, and he had to compose over the movie. John over, Bryan? Like, all these love scenes. What? Didn't uh, John Bryan compose for that movie? I don't know. Maybe it's apocryphal. It might be a lie. I spread okay. lies on this show a lot. What's the movie called? Punch Drunk ah! Love. <laughs> it's Punch Drunk Love was one of them. Do you know what the other is? No. It's Red Dragon. Yeah, sure. I would have never gotten that in a million years. Punch Drunk Love one? will haunt me to the day I die <laughs> that I couldn't remember the name. Yeah. I've seen I've seen Red Dragon. 
I remember liking the shootout between the door at the end. There's like a door and they shoot, fire through the door. Mm. But she's good in that. She plays, I she's blind. Okay. Mm, she can't see out of her big, beautiful eyes. <laughs> All right, Rob. <laughs> okay. So behind the scenes, one of the reasons why this movie was not a huge success was that it never actually got a wide release mm. in the States. Uh, it it was so bad or? <laughs> kind of. It was released by Miramax. And okay. <laughs> right, <laughs> couple of real sense offenders there. But, oh no! <laughs> but uh, they uh, they 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 made enough money overseas that they made a profit, and they didn't want to mess that up by releasing it in America. <laughs> Smart move. Yeah, they were not very confident, though. I don't know. I mean. I, you know, it, it, the fact that it has become a bit of a cult hit, I think, speaks for for something. Even though nobody seems to have some anything really nice to say about it. No, <laughs> I feel like it's one of those movies where, like, have you seen that? And everyone's like, oh yeah, I saw that. They're like, yeah, yeah, it's a cult not favorite. <laughs> <laughs> if you look it up on Google, ninety nine percent of the uh, of the results that you find are from like college essay writing services about the, about the movie. Probably the one that you used when you did your essay in high school, Blaine. Statue of Limitations the service isn't up on I that. worked for? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my weed money somehow. No one is buying Equilibrium. <laughs> now, this movie, they, though they had lots of action, they did not use any wires. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, it looked like more people were on like trampolines and wires. I guess. <laughs> okay, but okay, but so this movie <laughs> is pretty low budget. I don't know if you could tell, but they uh, they actually <laughs> ran out of money before they finished doing all the special effects. So sometimes people get shot and uh, no blood, no blood comes out. <laughs> Good, that's great. I want, I just want everyone to know the context for this is that I, I, I dared Rob to come up with any behind the scenes that would take us to the hour that there was anything worthy talking about this movie. And, I mean, you're doing, you're doing a pretty good job. I'm doing the Lord's work here. <laughs> but a lot, a lot of dust, eh? no blood, just dust. But blame. Did you realize? <laughs> okay, but I mean, yeah. I, Kurt Wimmer, who uh, you know, he's worked in Hollywood since. He's done a lot of screenwriting, as we yeah. said. He actually gave up directing, not because of this movie, but because of the problems that he faced directing the movie. You know, the one that you said, "Punch Drunk Love." <laughs> no, the other one. <laughs> No, it's impossible to remember the name of it. It's fine. I got you. Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Which, you know, he says one of the things that he doesn't like about this movie is that... One. Is that the him and the choreographer had some disagreements about the way that Gunkata should be shown on screen. Oh, my God. I want to be a fly on the wall for that conversation where he's like, no, 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 no. So watch this. This is me in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> the choreographer is like, I don't know what I'm seeing. This is like an I think you should leave sketch. Can you Jesus? But he wanted he wanted it to be more flowy. 
He wanted mm. it to be more maybe like Tai Chi, whereas the choreographer wanted it to have like this sort of ultra fast style. Like I think at one point, like it seems like they CG Christian Bale's arms, you know, so that he can shoot in all these different directions. It's really yeah, silly. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, apparently in Ultraviolet, the representation of the Gunkata is a little bit truer to what Kurt Wimmer's have envisioned. However, oh my God! So he did the Gunkata in this movie. No one liked it, and he went, "No, no, no that's they didn't like it because it wasn't true to form." Yeah, and I need to. I need to make another movie with Gunkatas to show the world what I actually meant. Blaine, I'm pretty sure there's Gunkatas in Children of the Corn. <laughs> What are they doing to my corn? <laughs> Damn those kids and their gun cutters. <laughs> yeah. I mean it 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 does it does have like the uh the sense of like an idea that this guy had that like he really wanted to make work and doesn't really fit anywhere. I mean maybe it fits in ultraviolet. I don't I I'm not going to watch it. But he he wasn't happy with how that movie turned out. So he he stopped directing. He said he had no plans to direct ever again until this remake of Children of the Corn presented itself. And then I guess he couldn't resist because, uh, you know, such a... Money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because money. Well, because, you know, Gunkata gun doesn't pay the rent, you know? <laughs> it's like karate with guns. What don't <laughs> you get? And uh... in terms of casting... They didn't really think of anybody but Christian Bale. That was the person that Kurt Wimmers wanted. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you see him doling out those newspapers, and you think he'll dole out bullets the same way. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, there isn't a lot of information out there that I can find on Equilibrium, unless you have an essay due (laughs) <laughs> yeah no that's that's all i could find i'm sure that the essays that would be written nowadays would be more along the lines of women representation what oh, yeah. i mean except for emily watson who i mean isn't really like it's not the greatest role there are it's like basically horrible. no women and you know and she's just sexualized and and made to be an object of lust and and For and, sure. and and forceful lust at one point when you know she attacks him and he puts her down on the table and is is about to have his way with her when he you know takes another shot of librium or whatever the fuck it, it, it's just like yeah it was very it was very masculine and and not not in a good way <laughs> I, don't, I don't know there's a lot of masculine good ways left but uh, <laughs> but this was not one of those roads. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could argue that the director is trying to portray this you know, ultra-conservative society, and maybe women are even more repressed in their roles there, and so we don't even see them. They're not even yeah. considered. I mean, yeah. that, it, a bunch of them are just incinerated for feeling shit. I mean, yeah. they probably have to... <laughs> They probably have to incinerate no. more women every month. <laughs> no, 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 no. I knew you were going for it. I knew you were going for it. I wanted to put a full stop to it before you Damn did it. it. <laughs> I got to oh, take my stop. prosium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's also like 
it's just kind of like his wife he incinerates his wife and you can tell that he's, he feels something for her. he does love her and then in the end he's holding on to like emily watson's cloth and sniffing that yeah. i just it was weird uh none of the the women were interchangeable they were um well, and, and if the it women was are interchangeable like Christian Bale's wife is played by a different woman <laughs> in true. two different scenes. It's true they couldn't get her back. You know what? They they did they were, they were like we couldn't find her. That's what the trivia said. What <laughs> What she what, Did they really incinerate her? <laughs> was her agent incinerated? Like it was just what the hell? Like I don't know. It just the respect for women in this movie and in the making of this movie seems very low and it all seems like every scene is kind of undoing what we learned about the scene before about this world. Like they'll be like A equals B, and then in the next scene they'll be like B equals C. You're like what? Why? Why would you just say that? Anyway, I'm 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 gonna yeah I'm I'm gonna just say what it. I just, think of just this movie. It. Just I uh, it's misery. I'm gonna shoot this movie through a poem. Um, <laughs> Two roads diverged. <laughs> And I, I went with the Matrix because it was the better movie. <laughs> I yeah. ate your plums. <laughs> so, yeah, the, this movie isn't a great movie. It's it's really mired in a lot of stuff that I I we know about now. We talk about now. Representation is a huge issue. Treatment of women is a huge issue. It's just like it feels like a first draft script where no one read it and was like, "Well, but you're undoing yourself here." And there's ways out. Like, there are ways out throughout this entire movie of doing it. Like, they wrote goddamn fucking how many seasons of of movies with Vulcans or, or, you know, shows with Vulcans in them. And they did that just fine. You know, they're Mm -hmm. not not really emotional. This movie just can't do it. Not even for a scene. Yeah, it doesn't explore the premise very well. It's just like, it's just like. If you take the drug, then you have no emotions, or what they term no emotions, a, you know, no positive emotions, anger, and you know that still seems to be okay. That's all right, yeah. But and, and then the other ambition. end of the spectrum is like losing your shit, like Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah, and I just, I just feel like then wouldn't it have been great to like have Beethoven on at one point and do like a gun kata to that where he like. There's just so many opportunities that, like, they just... Yeah, maybe he, like, saves the last dance, is it? Yeah, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, use art in some way to show that, like, it to has murder people a better... The way that Beethoven intended. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just kept on falling apart, and they try to, like, pile the pieces back together, and then Christian Bale would heel stomp them again. And Christian Bale was all right in it. Yeah, guess, he's fine. Yeah, Tay Diggs was all right in it. Emily yeah, Watson great. was all right in it. Like, you were all right, but all the reversals made little to no sense. They're like, oh, we needed someone who didn't know that we were watching them the entire time. And we knew that you'd find out about your partner being in the in the thing. And then we'll, and then we'd, but like, his partner was already in the underground resistance. Why didn't you just use him instead of? involving Christian Bale at all. It, none of it, all the explanations, it just felt like, aha! But like without any <laughs> real thought behind it. So anyway, I'm going to say 
not rewatchable. Though you know what, it it really did kind of put me back in the into university a little bit into that first year of university, and and I don't know, that was kind of some fun memories there, and yeah. So for me, nostalgia was was kind of nice, but it's a bad movie, and I'm never gonna watch it again. <laughs> what about you, Rob? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I tried to give it a fair chance. I mean, there are parts of it that I think are kind of fun. Yeah, it's just, it's so, it takes itself so seriously, and it's not really about anything at all. Like, movies that are about a dystopia or are going to evoke Nazi imagery should at least be, like, saying something. Like, this movie's saying, like, well, it's, you should feel things. Nobody's saying that you shouldn't feel things. But also, I mean, like, Nazi Germany, they felt lots of things. They felt fervent nationalism. They felt lots of hate and anger, you know. They felt pride, you know, in themselves and lots of things. So it wasn't like a lack of emotion that was the problem there. They have a lot of emotion, you know. And also, like, what what world is this where they're like, wow, there was, like, three world wars, like... How do we create a road to peace? Well, let's copy the aesthetics and style of the guy who started the second one, you know? <laughs> Call Hugo Boss, you know? <laughs> Drive your Volkswagen in here. Also, their futuristic cars were just Honda Civics with yeah, nothing done to them. Not what? so not so futuristic. I... Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I just don't think that I have, like, a lot of... Uh, not stomach, because it doesn't make me queasy. It just makes me feel, like, numb, this sort of, like, ultra-violence where just, like, people are getting mowed down. And, yeah, like, he kills, like, 20 guys because they are going to discover this dog in his thing. Like, perspective, Christian Bale. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I, I feel under, like they could have anesthetized the masses by showing them this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because it makes you feel absolute nothing. Under this world sort of premise, like, all these people aren't, like, necessarily complicit in the evils of the regime. They're, like, being drugged. They're yeah. being, like, mind-controlled, you know? They do they deserve to die? I mean, maybe with just fewer bullets, you know? <laughs> like, just, like, take it a little easy, Christian Bale. So, yeah, I mean... It's not a great movie. I think there are some things that are interesting about it, but it's really the best thing to watch if you're like in high school, right? Like if you if you haven't really read 1984 yet, but you're going to get around to it soon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, and and you need your dystopian fiction to have a little bit more like ultra violence and gun kata in it, you know? You know what this movie reminds me of is like the the person that embodies this movie is that person like your friend group in grade eight that had the wraparound shades and like was just taking karate for the first time and was like, I can kill somebody. Are you describing yourself? I am. I am. I knew that was that was coming. I knew you knew me back then. And um, I am. No, but it's like it's trying so hard to be cool that it it's almost painful to watch in certain. It's like cringy a little bit. Well, and so hard, and yeah, trying so hard to be meaningful. Like, it's so deep because, like, we should feel things when we listen to Beethoven. (laughs) And also, like, 
medication is important for people. I mean, if this movie is supposed to be like a criticism of the pharmaceutical industry, I mean, that's valid, but a lot of people depend on certain drugs to keep themselves, you know, in a good place, you know? Yeah. Not saying they're for everybody, but, uh, you know, well, like, take your meds, people. Like, uh, you know, an equilibrium is an important thing to have in your life. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be fought against by an underground. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. So are you going to say this is watchable or not rewatchable? I'm going to say it's not rewatchable. That does not surprise me, nor does it bring me joy. I have no feeling about this movie whatsoever. This movie is like a flotation tank where you, you can't feel the water or the air because they're the same temperature. Can you imagine watching this movie uh, in a sensory deprivation chamber? <laughs> oh, man. Can I watch something like The Fountain instead or something? Oh, uh, don't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Did you like that movie? I mean, maybe we should do it on the podcast. I haven't seen it in a long while. Uh, I remember the visuals uh, being really good. I just hated that movie so much. I like the soundtrack. I listen to it sometimes. Mm, but the... anyway. Yeah, okay. so that's rewatchability for this week. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or else you, wherever else you listen to podcasts. You can communicate with us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. We're all there. and uh, or Yeah, we're there. And... You can, if you'd like to suggest a movie to us, you can hit us up at rewatchability at gmail.com or go to rewatchability.com, which is our fucking website, and go to the SpeakPipe link and record a little voicemail for us. And you can even hear hear your voice on the show. Yeah. 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 Except for you, Dominic, who keeps on leaving fart noises on our (laughs) SpeakPipe. Stop it, man. Jesus. Yeah, it makes me feel nothing (laughs) at all. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 